This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Next on Plains FM, we have Movie Talk, a program for all things cinema-esque, for the discerning film and video junkie. Welcome again to Movie Talk. Today we'll be looking at three rather offbeat films that move from intense drama to comedy, even with touches of horror. They are the animated family film, The Amazing Morris, about a cat conducting a money-making scam with rats. Then there's English director Guy Ritchie's darkly funny espionage movie, Operation Fortune, Russe de Guerre, and Megan, about a robot that looks like a cute nine-year-old girl but is quite dangerous. The original fairy tales are all the same. The princess, the hero... But this story... ..is a little different. I am the amazing Maurice. That cat can talk. Well, of course. <gasps> Many of us can. All right, go, go, go. <laughs> so what am I in your story? Um, you're not handsome enough to be the love interest. In the beautifully it. animated film The Amazing Maurice, a streetwise cat sets out on a money-making scheme that involves a bunch of rats and a human friend. Carolyn Brown's been off to the Lumiere cinemas to see this enjoyable exercise in adventurous family fun. Uh, Carolyn, I think this is a film that can be enjoyed by people of all ages. What did you think of The Amazing Maurice? Oh, I loved it, but I'm a Terry Pratchett fan, so that was it was an easy sell for me. Um, I was just more concerned about what age, though, um, it was for, because it is quite scary in places. <laughs> yeah. But, the, like, the, the animation is for younger viewers, but the story isn't, so it's quite... Yeah, it's really interesting. But I still love the film. I mean, for adults, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's an adult animated film as much as anything, isn't it? <laughs> it is, especially if you're a fan of his books. It's, it differs quite a bit from the book that this is one has been set on, um, which is The Amazing Maurice and His Educated Rodents. And the, but the, the screenwriter has done an awful... He wrote the story for Shrek, so he, he knows what children like. So he's adapted uh-huh, it yeah, really, really well. Yeah, yeah no. mm-hmm. And it's got some really famous actors in it. I mean, you, you can almost play Spot the Voice because, I mean, Hugh Laurie, well, he's the star of it. But then there's also David Tennant and Hugh Bonneville and Amelia Clark and Rob Brydon. And there's just a whole range of British actors all Yeah, well, if it. you can get the top-class actors into yeah. the film, then... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, Hugh Laurie isn't <laughs> a fool, is he? He's a great comedian. Um, but it's just lovely, and I think you fall in love with Maurice. He's just delightful. <laughs> Morris. Morris. Oh, no, don't Morris. call him Morris. No, he won't have that. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's quite uptight on that yeah. one. What did you think? <laughs> oh, yes, so this is it again. I thought, yeah, well, this one 
yeah, this is one I I enjoy it. I'm enjoying it. But yes, I could. This is one you could take the kids to as well. Yeah, there were kids at the Saint screening that we were at, and they seemed to be enjoying it. I didn't hear any of them crying, which was a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it's sort of quite a complicated uh, a plot or the whole concept that it's based on. You've it got, is. Yeah. Um, this cat. And it's got this plot, uh, this to make this, this scam and make this all this money, yeah. Um, uh, uh, by moving from village to village, and uh, taking with him a bunch of rats, talking rats, yep. which helps for the movie, of course, and uh, and one uh, human young uh, a human friend, mm-hmm. Keith, who plays a uh, a pipe um, and. Um, well, he's just sort of a the, the Pied Piper turning up here, and uh, yeah, and with which he can sort of story. supposedly yeah. attract cats, uh, uh, rats, I should say, here yeah. to to him, and um, because uh, they, they go, the idea is that uh, these villages, uh, um, so the people there suffer from the rats in the, around the area, pinching a lot of their food. Yeah, and uh, so they, they set this up that they are going to. Um, Send in, in to go to a village. Send in their own rats to to make a nuisance of themselves and yeah. eat local food and do all this sort of thing. Yeah, very and then they're going to go in, ask for to be paid, to use the Pied Piper, to attract these rats and take them away, not knowing that they were the ones who put the rats in the yeah, first place. Yeah, so that sets <laughs> up the movie, and it's got a narrator as well um, in it. Um, Amelia Clark, she plays the narrator, so it's, it breaks the fourth wall a lot. Like mm-hmm. they talk directly to you, to the audience, and some yeah, might find yeah. that annoying, and some I found it a yeah, little bit annoying because I wanted to get stuck into the story, but it kept on getting broken by the narrator. But it's part of. It's part of the story, and she gets involved in it as mm. well. And I and that was really nice and really different as yeah. well. Yeah, so. it's, it's also and the animation the, is pretty cool. Yeah, I was just going to say that. That's because I just wonder: is this sort of drawn, or is this sort of stop action uh, animation? They seem to use all kinds of things that they toss yeah. in there together, or very realistic. Except you can't have talking rats being too realistic. <laughs> oh, why not? Course, you know, sort of <laughs> if I was a talking rat, I would stay pretty quiet. I wouldn't want humans to know that I could talk. No, but would you make movies? No, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm guessing they'd make an awful lot of money out of it. Um, but <laughs> yeah, and it's set. I mean, the, it's set in a medieval German town. That's, yeah, yeah, this is it because I mean, uh, I, I've I've seen these towns just mm. like this. And um, these old, magnificent buildings with all their own little things and spires and uh, towers on them and all this. And uh, this is captured perfectly, just the, like well, some good. of the streets which are sort of walked up and down. Because that's know. what they were I, aiming yeah. for. So. And, and then <laughs> they really won me over there with, with that sort of thing yeah. too. And if you're a fan of Hugh Laurie, yeah, he's in his element. He's good. <laughs> There's lots yeah. of wee jokes on it. Oh well, I mean we've got uh, three rather offbeat films, but this is again this is one for the whole family. It is, you can and take it's your different. Kids along, yeah, and um, you'll all enjoy it. Will do. Okay, yep. thank you very much. <laughs> That was Carolyn Brown with her views on the amazing Maurice and I am Hans Petrovic on Plains FM 96.9. As a private contractor, you possess a unique set of skills. 
What's that? I went up. You said it was clear. I said the front was clear. Ah. Front, back, right, wrong. Anyway, shall we? So what we got? Something rather nasty has been stolen. We have to stop that. Getting onto the open market. Who's the buyer? In English director Guy Ritchie's bold and darkly funny Operation Fortune, Rhys de Guerre, an espionage agent, investigates a deadly new weapons technology that threatens to disrupt the world. Robin Munro's been to the Lumia cinemas to see this sometimes confusing, rather intense comedy. Uh, Robin, how did you cope with the complexity of Operation Fortune, Rhys de Guerre? Oh, I got a little bit lost in the Rus together. Yes, so did I. <laughs> <laughs> they travel from, I think, uh, Madrid to Cannes to Antalya in Turkey and eventually to Doha and they have lots of adventures along the way. And it starts sort of in quite a promising way, rather similar to a James Bond movie where the English government is looking for a special person who might solve this very difficult problem. And there's lots of action and there's lots of jokes, but I think it may have been a little bit big for Guy Ritchie um, if he stuck to his sort of stuck in England and his gangsters and their yeah, hu- humour yeah. and stupidity. I think it might have worked a bit better. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but he was a bit involved in writing the whole thing himself. So. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess your point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, well, I mean, I, 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 I wondered for half a film exactly what was going on, <laughs> They go next, what are they up to? You know, this sort of thing. But then, then it was only then, about sort of halfway through the film, that it, it occurred to me: ah, this, this is another. This is a film by Guy Ritchie, and of course, this is his kind of thing. And this sort of brought me back to one of his earliest films, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Yes. It's back in 1998. Okay, well, that's set in England and that's just sort of got local gangsters and silly people doing silly things and gangsters with, with, uh, you know, uh, outside the law, against the law and all this sort of thing. And uh, and I think this is still his sort of film where he jumbles or tosses all these things in there and jumbles it all together and then just lets it go. It's kind (laughs) of a... In that sense, it was good Guy Ritchie still. Yeah, it was. it's a, it's a salad, and um, you know uh, people will particularly like. I think Jason Statham, who starred a number of his films, and going plays back a sort to of, Lock, Stock, and Barrel. Like yes, yes, mm. sort of action hero, and um, yeah, there, there are a lot of a lot of funny moments. But um, it was one of those films too where they have quite a lot. They have a I think they call them the, a wireless expert or something like that, and they're tapping into computers and hacking and copying this, and this is all happening as the action is taking place and it, it, it's rather sort of remote and disembodied. It, it's clever and, and it works sort of well in the moment but in the long term, again, you almost lost a sense of place, as I say. Yeah. <laughs> Where are <Yeah>. we? <laughs> Where are we? Oh, well, I mean, in that sense, it's, it's, a, it's a good James Bond film, you know, yeah. around all these uh, yep. quite interesting, lovely places. Around the, it's always a good place around the Mediterranean there to go to. <laughs> and I mean, the, the, there's a great, great role played by um, um, Hugh Grant as yeah, well. Yeah, well, he's he, a villain, isn't he? 
isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he used to play the romantic lead, and he, he's actually talking in this one a little bit like Michael Caine, the sort of lower British uh, working-class accent, I think. But he's he's <laughs> a great wheeler-dealer in this, and he has a sort of wry grin on his face. I think he knows that it's all a little bit of a spoof. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, certainly. Yeah, he would. Yeah. And, I mean, this is it. They, they're out to, these um, English uh, espionage people are out to investigate this uh, new technology thing. They're looking actually for a briefcase or something that somebody's got with information about a new form of weapons, uh, weaponry in it. And um, But nobody seems to quite know what it is or what they're looking for, except now it's sort of been, you know, it's just disappeared or somebody else has got it or I don't know and, uh, and all of this sort of thing. But the whole point is... Um, it, uh, Hugh Grant is out to, to, to offer $10 billion mm-hmm. or, or, or wants $10 billion for it. To, 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 he, he's an arms dealer and, and, and they want to get to him because they, yeah, they figure yeah. he knows what it is uh, and, and, yeah, who, right. and who wants to, to um, get it. And, and another sort of twist is that he's a huge admirer of a guy who drives cars and movies in Hollywood. And uh, they use this guy to get close to the Hugh Grant uh, character. Yes, yeah, so they get to get a Hollywood film star into it. Yes. Yeah, I, I never quite understood the logic <laughs> of that one. Well, it, 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 How did he get into this it, film? It, 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 it does work. It does work. And, I, I mean, it really will have its fans. It, 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 it's a lot of fun in many ways, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but just be warned. Forget about the plot. Just let it go <laughs> and, and, uh, and sort of let it... You know, it yeah, as it tumbles along. Oh, no. No, I enjoyed it. Yep. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> that was Robin Munro with his views on Operation Fortune, Ruse de Guerre, and I'm Hans Petrovic on Plains FM 96.9. I also thank this show's sponsor, the Harcourt's Grenadier Accommodation Centre, which is now located at 98 Moorhouse Avenue. If you're looking for a place to live, check out the Harcourt's Accommodation Centre website. That's assetmanagers.co.nz. That address again, assetmanagers.co.nz. Katie, you lost your parents. Welcome home. You're my niece. I'm going to do everything I can to make this place feel like home. Just wish I could see them again. I'm not equipped to handle this. I don't even take care of my own plants. I have this project at work. Do you want to see? Yes. Ever since I was little, I dreamed of this perfect toy that would protect a kid from ever feeling lonely or sad. This is Megan. Hi, Megan. I'm Katie. In Megan, a woman who is a robotics engineer at a toy company creates a lifelike doll that takes on a life of its own. Mary Gibson has been off to the Academy Cinemas to see this sometimes horrific comedy. Uh, Mary, this film moves from really cute sequences with young girls to some really violent killings. I wonder how they came up with the idea for this film. What did you think of Megan? Yeah, I thought this was really interesting this movie um, I'm, I'm quite interested in AI anyway you know this artificial is artificial intelligence, intelligence. Yeah. yeah yeah and so I I just cannot for one second called this a comedy um, no are, neither can I, I there, it's, to me it's a science fiction horror film really <laughs> and and 
watching it partway through, I couldn't help think of that really old movie, Chucky, you know, with the manic doll. And um, it, it, I just kept thinking, oh, my God, this doll's manic. But it's an interesting story. And um, a lot of it is filmed in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, and um, Kim Crossman, who's a New Zealand actress, plays Megan, one of the Megans. A, a lot of them play Megan. Um, so Me- Megan is uh, stands for... Um, uh, it, it's basically artificial intelligence, and what they're doing is <clears throat> they're developing a human android, a human humanoid robot um, by do- a, a doll powered by AI. Hmm. And um, so, basically, Katie, who's this young girl, she is orphaned when her mother and father are killed in a very odd kind of a car crash. But anyway, they're killed in this car crash. And her aunt is the sister of her mother, and she takes her on. But she lives this very um, uh, insular, self-absorbed life. Where yeah, well, she's, she's not used to looking after little not at all. Chil- not at young all. children. Not <laughs> at all. And so she's a roboticist. And, um, <clears throat> and basically, she uh, has been developing this robotic doll. And, and the company that she works for says, no, 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 you know, you can't do that. And the first example of showing it, it has a major meltdown and think Transformers and all of those other kind of movies with AI in them. Anyway, so um, subsequently she does master the development of this robotic doll and and the doll it has to be paired with somebody. So it becomes their, I guess, their minder or their caretaker or whatever. So she pairs it with her niece, Katie, mm, who yeah. has... You know, been orphaned. So it's company for her uh, yeah. uh, niece, and it's also doing something for the um, yeah for the toy company. So <laughs> it starts off okay, <laughs> and you think, oh, this is great. You know, this is uh, you know, she's got this little doll to look after, very um, animated, great, great animation, and it fantastic because it is women play or young young women playing the character of yeah. Megan and clearly has yeah. this. Yeah, well I was wondering now to how much of this girl sort of eight, nine year old girl there um, with a really pretty, lovely face mm. well now how much of that is real and mm. how much mm. is, is uh, mm. something else? Yeah. Well the body <laughs> clearly is real and then yes. it's this animated face. You see that face. mask earlier on but it's yeah. so lovely that yeah. I often wonder, does the girl actually look like this? <laughs> well, yeah, and if you have a look at the actresses who played her, yeah, they've all got those nice features and everything like that. So so it's it's kind of interesting. And then, of course, um, Megan decides to go rogue. And she, you know, because she her job is to protect Katie, but she goes over the top in her protection. And anyone... Well, she overprotects. Yeah, yeah, say. yeah. And, and anyone who looks like they might threaten Katie or challenge Katie, um, she eliminates, basically. Mm. Um, and, and I won't say any more about it because it's pretty blimmin' horrific. That's yeah. all I'll say yeah. to that. Well, well it's, it's sort of odd because, I mean, I've, I've heard this film, well, I've read about this film being described as both a horror movie and a comedy. And funnily enough, I never saw it quite as... I mean, there's quite a few, a lot of amusing things happen in it. 
and and because of the killings, it could be called a horror movie. But I don't see it as either. It's just an incredibly offbeat um, sort of fantasy film mm, to me, mm, you know. Mm. But I wouldn't call it a horror movie. No, but because it's, that's one way to scare people away from seeing, and it's yeah, not no, and it's scary in that sense. It's horrific in yeah, scenes. Sub, yes, scenes yes. are horrific, and then, but you know, it's been praised by critics for its campy blend of horror and humour, yeah. satirical elements, and performances, and and it's been it, uh, to me this is a quiet little sleeper of a movie because you haven't heard a lot about it. I mean, yes. The dance has become a dance craze, the Megan dance. But, um, you know, $12 million budget to produce it, yet it grossed $94 million worldwide. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it, it's, as I said, it's a quiet little sleeper of a movie. And the success of it is because it is really an interesting movie to watch. And, you know, you, you kind of find yourself at times going, oh, God, you know, when there's there's a hor- <laughs> horrific moment. Um, but then you can't help but watch it either. No, you see these two girls together and you can see that they're you know, sort of like close friends, is in in need of each other somehow. Mm, it's, uh, mm. You know, and, and this is all quite good. But, but would you say this film could have been made with the... Uh, in this day and age with so much more artificial intelligence coming into our world and the use of, that this is film has been put out as some kind of a serious warning against what may <laughs> be... Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, you know, who knows if there's any kind of serious intent behind a lot of movies. But, um, you, you know, it's all entirely feasible. There's no reason why it can't be. I, I think it's... <laughs> an, I mean, you know, what they can do with robotics now is amazing. And um, I, I think it's entirely feasible. But what I'm really interested in is if there will be a sequel to this because at uh-huh. the very end when... Oh, no, don't, 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 don't say too much. Let people go and see it. But you kind of think, oh, OK, there could be... Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I'd be back. I'd be there to see the next one too. <laughs> yeah. I th- yeah. Yeah. Me too. Definitely. Yeah. I'll be lining up. That's yeah. for sure. Great little I- movie. Okay. Good. Thank you. That was Mary Gibson with her views on Megan. And I'm Hans Petrovic, inviting you to listen to Movie Talk again on Plains FM 96.9 at midday next Wednesday. This program will also be repeated at midday on Saturday. and You can listen to podcasts of earlier episodes on the Plains FM website. That's plainsfm.org.nz. Music